this is probably my favorite week, at least of this year, um, but probably of the last few years. And do you know why, Seth? Uh, we didn't spend much time together. Uh, yes, yeah, that okay. actually that is true, and I do I do very much value any week uh, where I get to avoid you at all costs. The reason I'm so excited this week is because on the day this podcast drops, Mission Impossible Fallout will be hitting theaters, yeah. starring, of course, the legendary Tom Cruise. And let me tell you, I I thought that when Rogue Nation came out, that was the most excited I could ever be for a movie. Uh, that is not true. The mm. most excited I could ever be for a movie is what I'm feeling right now for Mission Impossible Fallout. As you just told me, it's at a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, high praise is coming in from all the critics uh, saying it could potentially be the best action movie ever made. And uh, if anyone could do it, I would say it's Tom Cruise. I just looked up other scores for Mission Impossible, and the first one's at like 60 on Rotten Tomatoes. Is it? And the second one is 70, which I know a lot of people don't like that one as much. But Yeah, I mean, they weren't, at the time, they weren't for everybody, you mm-hmm. know? And um, Well, the first the first couple were definitely not as, like, action-based. No, 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 It was a lot more of an espionage kind of thing. Because that's what the show was. Mm-hmm. The show was much more of a slower pace. Yep. But ever I tried since... watching. Have you ever tried to watch one of the old episodes of that, that show? No, no, it's 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 It's, like, it's almost mind-numbing shit. They get the theme straight from the show, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's about it, though. That's where the comparisons end. It's just <laughs> like, it. oh, my God, it's it's bad. Um, I think that ever since Ghost Protocol, it, is all, it has been all about the huge-ass stunts. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited for some huge-ass stunts. I've done, I've done pretty well to avoid trailers for this, so I really don't know a lot of what's going on. And I'm so fucking excited for it. Yeah. Um, what I want to uh, draw your attention to to start the show today is... Uh, Put your pants on. A list, a list that I found where someone ranked all of Tom Cruise's movies. And uh, there's, I think, 44 of them. And I want you to guess um, where some of our favorite movies lie. Um, so first of all, take, take a stab at, and I'll give you a little bit of leeway because there's some movies we haven't seen on here. Um, guess what the last ranked, number 42, guess what movie? Fuck. This I... is one... That I don't know if you've seen, but I know you're aware of. Huh. I have no clue. No no guesses? Uh-uh. It's Rock of Ages. Oh, yeah. 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 Which I, I saw and actually enjoyed. Oh, I, yeah. I especially like Tom Cruise in that. And this this person ranking it says that they like Tom Cruise in it, too. But that movie was not very good. I actually enjoyed it. Um, take a stab at what is the lowest rated, the lowest ranked Mission Impossible movie. Probably two, right? It is. It is number two. Can you guess where it came in? Uh, 37. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, Mission Impossible 2 comes in at 37. Um, what's your favorite Tom Cruise movie? I mean, probably the, probably the last Mission Impossible that I saw. So Mission Impossible Ro- uh, Rogue, Rogue Nation. Nation. Uh, let me tell you where Rogue Nation comes in. Uh, you may 18. Be, you may be surprised. It is, uh, it is down a little bit lower than that. Number 22. Okay. Is Ghost Protocol a bit higher? Um, let's see. Where's Ghost Protocol? Yep, Ghost Protocol is number 17. Okay. Yep. And that is uh, that is the highest ranked uh, Mission Im- No, it's not, actually. The highest ranked Mission Impossible three. movie is, uh, no, number one. And uh, this person huh. has it at number 10 on okay. the list. Um, is number one the uh, Paul Thomas Anderson movie that he was in that got nominated for? Uh, uh, no, that movie's Magnolia. Magnolia, yeah. That comes in at number three. Okay. You want to take a guess at the two that are higher? 
Well, I just listened to a ranking show. Uh, is it Collateral one? Mm-hmm. It is? Uh, no, no, no. Collateral is a little lower. Um, I think it's in the team. Minor- Minority Report? Nope. Edge of Tomorrow? Nope. That's uh, number eight. Color of Money? Color of Money is number two. Okay. Uh, number one surprised me, uh, and it's one I haven't seen, so I am going to go try to find this. I don't know. Number one is Born on the Fourth of July. Oh, see, the, the the ranking show that I the podcast that I listen to, uh, it's called The Top Ten for anyone who has heard of it. Definitely check it out. Um, they 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 both hate that movie like really? with a passion. Interesting. Well, this guy says it's number one. Uh, my personal favorite. Uh, I don't know. A Few Good Men is number four on here. Uh, I think that one's uh, a pretty good one. Rain Man, number six. Top Gun, number seven. So the classics are in the top ten. Uh, I was a little surprised to see Edge of Tomorrow, number eight. People really like that movie. I like that a lot. I like it a lot. I yeah. just didn't know that everyone did. Yeah. Well, no one went to it. It's a problem. Yeah, that's true. Risky made... Business coming in at number 11. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff in here. It just Tom Cruise, I'll try to link to this. Uh, Tom Cruise just has a fucking stacked filmography. There's mm-hmm. so many really good movies in here. Um, so good that number 20 on here is Minority Report. Okay. Everyone else in Minority Report, that's the best movie they're in. Um, but it's the 20th <laughs> best 20th best. Uh, Tom Cruise movie. We, of course, will be getting uh, just a whole face full of Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible Fallout this weekend. And uh, we're going to be enjoying that one uh, with our good friend of the show. At Jared Buckendall. Who's going to be coming into Cedar Rapids and going to it with us. Uh, So keep an eye out on the YouTube page. At Jared Buckendall. For the ride home from that one. And that's going to be featuring. At Jared Buckendall. (laughs) And uh, don't forget, you can catch that one on YouTube. At Jared Buckendall. Where uh, we'll have the ride home from Mission Impossible Fallout featuring... At Jared Buckendall. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Episode 55 will also feature... At Jared Buckendall. Yeah, he's going to be all over the next episode. Yeah, we'll talk about all kinds of crazy things, mostly about the childhood of... At Jared Buckendall. Because that was so fun last time we found out he was a pickle. Uh, A pickle. (laughs) I'm excited um, because, uh, you know... Of course, we've been talking about the new graphics um, brought to you by our good friend Steph Mathis. Uh, you can link to her Etsy page in the description box down below. The Etsy um, Betsy Spider. One of the places that you're going to be able to see uh, some of the new artwork is on uh, the YouTube version of this podcast, which, of course, you can find at Jared Buckendall. Uh, just the same as all of the previous episodes. So. Minus the butt crack guy. Yeah, the butt crack guy is gone. Did we ever tell that story on the podcast? I don't know if we did. It's not. It's not much of a story. It's just we were, we were sitting in a bar and uh, saw a guy with his ass crack out. <laughs> it, it wasn't was like just a as... foot. It was like a foot of ass crack. <laughs> it was more ass crack than I have. <laughs> and he had it out. And it was an entire butt. So we took uh, posed for a couple photos with his butt crack, and that became the logo for yeah. for an entire three sixty five. Probably a good reason why my mother stopped listening. Um, <laughs> Or why people decided to not click on the on the podcast? Yeah, I don't usually click on male butt cracks. Uh, those are thumbnails I usually try to avoid. But that's just that, me. Some people that wasn't like male a, butt cracks. That wasn't a butt crack. That was a, a butt fucking crevice. It was the butt canyon. Yeah, butt canyon. Yeah, it was the guy that, had a big butt. There's no way around it. That's what the Rock was trying to save everyone from in San Andreas. <laughs> oh my God! Well, his name's um, Dan Andreas. Okay, that one's kind of good. That's a good pun. I feel a little guilty for making fun of this guy's big ass, but um, that that was a that was a good pun. So I'll I'll leave it in. Um, I'll leave it in. I'll tell the editor to leave it in. Um, let's uh, 
what and what we going from Tom Cruise to butt cracks. Um, <laughs> There's the title. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's definitely going to be the title. From Tom Cruise to butt cracks. From Tom Cruise episode to butt 54. cracks. This is episode 54 of the SoCo Show. This is, of course, Raisin Balls. And <laughs> I'm one more week. I'm joined as always by Seth Ott. And not raisin balls. We got a lot of fun stuff today. This is, of course, the last show of July, so we will be playing the new release rectal exam. Uh, we will be hearing, of course, from either the Iron Sheik or Gary Busey, and a lot of news to cover. Of course, San Diego Comic Con last weekend brings us some new trailers. A um, lot of sports news this week, and of course, uh, TV corner from Seth. So movie reviews, and we're gonna do some movie reviews as well. Yeah. So I got all kinds of shit. Keep it locked. Um, and you're going to hear all sorts of uh, fun stuff. So let's it's a good advice. In. Keep your phone locked. Yeah, don't let people in. Yeah, keep your phone locked. You don't want people looking at your titty pics. <laughs> that's just, I mean, that's that's not even a joke. That's just good advice. It's true. Yeah. Uh, let's get into it here. Uh, Seth, who do we got this week? Do we have the Iron Sheik or Gary Busey? I call you a punk. All right, got two... Uh, Two, two for you here. Uh, wow. It's a double dip. It is a double dip. Um, one of them relates to you, and one of them relates to the Don. Did which, the Iron Sheik tweet at me? Not at you, but he, oh. he's kind of a subtweet, it's I a guess. It's a subtweet? I don't yeah. like that, Sheiky. Turkey, turkey cheese tweet. Um, <laughs> which, would you like the Don tweet first or the Co tweet first? Um, Sorry, the Raisin Balls tweet first. Well, I'm I'm more important than the Don, so okay. uh, let's, hear, let's hear about his first, and we'll close with the probably more entertaining one about me. Okay. So close close with yours. Yes. Okay. So I don't know. I think a lot of people probably saw Donald Trump tweeted uh, about, tweeted to Iran and threatened them essentially. Did you oh, see that? Oh, yeah. And yeah. Sheiky's not going to like that because he's from Iran. Well, not not that. That wasn't even what he was upset about. Oh. Because <laughs> this, Donald, this Donald Trump tweet, uh, it says, to Iranian President Rouhani, colon, and then in all caps, never ever threaten the United States again or you will suffer consequences. And then it goes on from there. Okay. And Sheik, you know, you know how he's feeling. Only Sheiky baby speak in the caps. <laughs> he has a he has a, a copyright out on all caps. He does, and he threatened the president with uh only using caps. So well, you know look how out Twitter. Break his fucking jabroni neck if he gets a hold of him and puts him in the camel clutch. That's true. That is true. Um, the other one is just, it, again, it's kind of a subtweet. Uh, apparently Mark Zuckerberg, 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 Mark Zuckerberg did something bad this week. I don't know. I don't pay attention. Do you I don't know, know what he did. Uh, okay. But, uh, Iron Sheik was not happy about it. He said, fuck the Zuck. Hashtag Mark Zuckerberg. Hashtag Raisin Balls. What? Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg's got Raisin Balls. Yeah. So you, you and Mark Zuckerberg are in, in rare company. Well, uh, we're in rare company in that we've been called raisin balls. Um, I, I can, I can, I cannot comment on the status of Zuckerberg's balls. So I don't want to, I don't want to say that he has them, um, but he has been called them. Hashtag raisin balls. You got to send me that tweet so I can save that one down. Um, cause that, that's a classic. That's an instant classic. Hashtag raisin balls from the Iron Sheik this week. I call you a punk. Don't forget, folks, get out to audibletrial.com slash SoCo. That's where you can get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free. <laughs> I uh, I personally went on last week and, and picked up 
the uh, the autobiography Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Uh, that's a really good listen. Trevor Noah uh, reads it himself. Really interesting stories from his uh, growing up in South Africa, um, partially during uh, apartheid. So just a really good one. Uh, if you're if you're looking for a reason to, to check out Audible, um, I would highly recommend uh, Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. And of course, if you want to listen to it, the number one place to do so is on Audible. So get out there to audibletrial.com slash SoCo and you can get that one for free. Um, also want to give a uh, special shout out to a good friend of the show. We mentioned her a second ago. It's Steph Mathis. Uh, again, we're linking to her Etsy store down below. She's a graphic designer out of Des Moines, Iowa. If you need any work done or if you want to buy some cool stuff, um, check out her Etsy store. Uh, Steph, we love you. Free! <laughs> <laughs> She's not giving anything else. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, no. She wants paid. So uh, <laughs> Paid! Okay, yeah, there you go. It costs money! <laughs> Well, now that we got the bills paid, let's play some fucking games. For a whole year, I concentrated equally on two things. Fucking and... Cock-flavored lollipop. Oh, yeah, sex. We watched a little Rip Torn this weekend. We did. We saw, uh, we watched Dodgeball over the weekend. <laughs> and... and... We heard cock-flavored lollipops. We heard him say cock-flavored lollipops. Which did. is funny, because you had recalled, when we made the sounder... It's poopy. Poopy-flavored lollipops. Perhaps poopy. on the edited version. It is. Uh, this was the unrated version. That's on the uh, Comedy Central version. There you go. Unrated mm-hmm. version is cock-flavored lollipops. A uh, lot different than poopy. No, it's rated well, R. I hope, I, hope it's in, I hope it's a lot different than poopy. I don't know what, what some people's... And then uh, it was really weird, weird, too, is Justin Long in the background said, Yeah, sex! <laughs> yeah, we got that entire sounder just yeah. from the movie Dodgeball. Yep. The game is Rip Torn or Dirty Porn. Seth is going to tell me a name. I have to answer whether it's a Rip Torn character or a porn actor. Who do we have this week? The password is... Is Mike Adriano. Mike Adriano. Mike Adriano. See, my my, my trickeration sensors are going off because that sounds like an... That's exactly what they sound like, uh, yeah. an old telegram. <laughs> Um, let's see. Because that sounds like a pretty normal name. I'm kind of leaning to Rip Torn, but it also sounds like the kind of normal name that could be, uh, you know, one of those Hollywood fuckboys. <laughs> fuckboys. <laughs> hmm. You know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go with my gut, my initial instinct. I'm going to say that Mike Adriano is a character played by Rip Torn. <clears throat> ah, fucker. Damn it. I should have gone, I should have listened to the... Trickeration sensors. Should shouldn't have listened to your stomach. Should have listened to your balls. I should have listened to my balls. <laughs> 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 Got to go with my balls on this. One. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Mike Adriano uh, picked him because I, I particular I found a new website that tells all the movies these people have been in. Oh my god! And there's lots of them. The IMDb of pornography. Yeah. So Mike Adriano has been in classics such as Your Ass Is Mine. <laughs> Perv City International, colon, Destination Anal. Good God. And, ready? Ass Cream Milkshakes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I can only guess what that has in it. <sighs> that one made me laugh really. Actually, the one that made me laugh really hard is Perv City International. <laughs> <laughs> and then it has a subtitle. <laughs> Destination Anal. I just love Perv City International. <laughs> Perf City is probably what we should rename Soko Show Studio. <laughs> yeah. Let's get Mike to make us a new plaque that says Perv, Perv City. Perv City. Oh, uh, my God. So we have Perv City and 
ice cream milkshakes <laughs> yeah. this week on Rip Torn or Dirty Porn. Oh, yeah, I concentrated equally on two things, fucking and... Cock-flavored lollipop. Uh, yeah, sex. Well, I'm very excited for this next game because it is my shot at redemption and at shaking these testicular nicknames that you keep... <laughs> <laughs> That you keep sacking me with. Uh, <laughs> um, this game. Well, so it actually, happens when you live in Perv City. In Perv City, there's there's a lot to be done, and uh, it does tie in. Testicular nickname. <laughs> I wonder if I can work that into the title. Test nickname uh, of this year's epi- of this this week's episode. We'll we'll see. Um, there is a nice tie in here because ash cream milkshakes probably do come from the rectum, and we of course need to play the new release rectal <laughs> exam. <laughs> I'm so glad we only listened to that once a month. It's <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Oh, the editor should be fired. Like, that's a good sounder, but the editor should be fired for, for doing it. <laughs> or at least be relegated to the the, the, the dirty corners of Perv City. He, sh- he, he lives in the nastiest mm-hmm. areas of Perv City, and he sells ice cream milkshakes out of those, those dirty corners. Um, the new release, Rectal Exam, if you're listening for the first time, is a game where Seth is going to quiz me on the movies that are coming out in the next month. In this case, it is August of 2018 i will hear from seth the name of one actor one director and one release date and i will need to guess the uh corresponding movie title um and of course these are all being released in august of 2018 if i don't get all three which now that i think about it kind of sounds like bullshit because the odds (laughs) are really stacked against me (laughs) if i don't get all three then seth will be deciding what my name is and i already have it for the purposes of the show for the August. Uh, if I win... And it is I, still testicular themes. And I'm sure it will be testicular in nature. Uh, if I win, I get to decide our nicknames for the show next month. And no. I can tell you, they're going to be the so-host and the co-host. Well, you don't get to decide. That, the rule was going in that you get to bring back the so and co-host. Uh-huh. You make all the rules and you make all the prizes. You agree. I'm beginning to think that this game <laughs> fucking sucks. You, agree. I, you agreed to it. I do I do very much you could have put play. You could have put stakes on Rip Torn and Dirty Porn. You would be, you'd be killing it. You're... You You've only lost like twice in that. So. I, I could I should have put. Never mind. I should have put stakes on that because what am I like? I'm like what five and two or something. Yeah, like that you've now? only lost like two or three four times. And, maybe. Four and, or six and three, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm doing a pretty bang up job um, because I'm a I'm a champion at you know I watch a lot of Rip Torn movies, um, but that is not this game. This is the movie release rectal exam. Seth, what is my first clue? Give me an actor. You want an actor? Yes. Ruby Rose. That is the Meg. That's true. Yep. Uh, it releases on August 10th. You fucking. <laughs> All right. What do you want? Um, I will take next a director. Peter Berg. Okay. Peter Berg. Uh, Peter Berg directed. I'm not asking what he directed. I'm asking what he's no, directed. No, I, I know. Um, oh, okay. Peter Berg's movie uh, that will be released on August 17th stars Mark Wahlberg <laughs> and is titled Mile 22. All right, finally. I studied this week, baby. All right, give me the last one. August 3rd is your release date. There's like fucking four movies coming out. You piece <laughs> of shit. I knew you would do this. August 3rd. Okay, give me a second here. I got to go back through the Rolodex. Well, you got a clue still if you want it. Um. Okay, well, you know what? I know the clue because all, all of the movies coming out are 
the first in their series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll preempt that, but go ahead and give me the clue, Seth. It's first in the series. <laughs> okay. Okay, so there's a few movies coming out August 3rd. Give me just a second to consider. Um, oh, he's looking at his computer right now. I'm not. Um, or his phone. It's. I don't think it's either of the two that, that first came to mind. Shit, I'm drawing a blank on the other. I, there's There was four that I flagged. This makes for entertaining radio. I know. I'll, I'll be cutting out some of the pause for thinking. We've been here for 32 minutes. <laughs> okay, I just thought of the third one. I'm trying to think of the fourth. Well, you can't say all four and get it, because that's not how it works. I know, I know. But I, I think the one I'm not thinking of, I think, is the one that I want to guess. Well, it's encouraging. I'm going to give you a countdown. No, you can't give me a countdown. Well, you could, you're sitting here for an hour, and I want to talk about no, other stuff. No, I, I have the, I have the, I have the three. I want the fourth. The fourth is the one I want. Five. Because I know. Four. You're not. Three. I'm not going to adhere to your countdown. Um, <laughs> why can I not think? I stared at. I just stared at it for fucking half an hour. Um, you don't get all this time. I can't think of. It. I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be wrong here because the one I miss, the one I'm forgetting, is the one that is top on IMDb. Okay. So I'm going to guess another one. Um, and I want to say before that there are four fucking movies that this could have been. There are four popular movies coming out on that date, you piece of garbage. <laughs> I am going to I am going to go with The Spy Who Dumped Me. Oh, you got it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, I need some fucking music. I'm going to steal Jared's uh, theme song because I need to party. What do you? Th- what were you thinking it was? Because that, um, that's the first build. Is it? Yeah. The other one I was thinking of. Um, let me scroll. Back. Wait, actually, though, I think that answer. Uh, Christopher Robin was the one I was missing. I thought about going with that one, but actually, it does come out this Friday in special screenings. One will be in Cedar Rapids, so. I think technically I should change that. So. I think technically your lack of preparation so does not make you, me wrong. You you went on a technicality, so you can only call yourself so this month or co this month. You no no you, that is not <laughs> you can't change the rules when you lose, Seth. I am the fucking ah! I'm really excited. I'm the fucking winner of this month's edition of the new release rectal exam. Well, I tried to hit the sound of it and I, I missed it because I was too excited. Man, I feel good. Well, this is going to be a really good show. I guess, I mean, I, I, the nickname I have for you is still going to happen. Um, You're just going to save it for later. You Don't don't tell me what it is. I'm not going to. Okay. It's just going to be in my phone. I already know uh, what your na- nickname is going to be next week. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, you I don't get to choose the nickname. You just w- get to bring back. I won't say it. I won't say it now. <laughs> but uh, make sure you guys come back for episode fifty-five next week, uh, where you can hear the glorious, glorious names uh, that I will be calling us for the next month. At least the next month. If I win the rectal exam for the next couple months, this could go on for a while, Seth. And I want you to know that I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. Um, you know, I think what what the kids at home need to know is probably to not listen to the show. For one thing, uh, but also studying pays off. I did some studying, and <laughs> you cheated beforehand. And today, that's not—it's not cheating if I study immediately before we start recording. No, it is. That's called cramming. It was—that was a little poor preparation. All right, on my part. all right, Soco listeners slash corner cuties. I need you guys to weigh in on the Twitter 
uh, slash the email address, which is Cody sucks at gmail.com. You can send um, everything you want there. It's not going to get to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll link it to there. Um, let me know what you think. That If Cody, looking at it 15 minutes before we record and just staring at these for half an hour, because that's how long he was looking at it for. It was not half. It was maybe five minutes. It was way longer than it five minutes. It was maybe five minutes. Um, if that's cheating. If if I should still get to call him what my nickname is going to be for him. In a game where the odds are already super stacked against me, and you just admitted <laughs> that you on purpose picked a date with four movies I, coming out that were all original no, movies. I never admitted that. The, I, the I did say original. I did say the original. I didn't say that was why I purposely picked it. I just mm-hmm. picked it because that was the highest profile movie that comes out in August. So. You're a piece of doo-doo, Seth. Mm-hmm. And I was I'm, actually giving you a shot because that's the movie that you know the most. It's come, you've seen a trailer for it. Did I? Yeah, we saw it uh, before... You were in the you were in the 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 theater. I don't remember. It might have been Uncle Drew. You came in for. Oh, you might be right. But, yeah. Anyway, it looks bad, but I'm glad yeah. for it. I'm I'm gonna go see it. I'm gonna give that movie money because it helped me win <laughs> this Friday. Yeah. No, this, maybe not this Friday. No, this Friday they're doing special advanced screenings. Check your local theater. I think we need to cancel our tickets for Mission Impossible. Not even see that at all ever. Not a chance. And then go to Spy Who Dump Me, which is clearly going to be the best spy movie this summer. I already have a ticket to. Uh, Mission Impossible. So I may buy a ticket to the spy who dumped me and not go. Mm. Um, just so that I just wanted to have more of my money because I'm very excited for what it has afforded me this week and for the next month, really. Yeah. So uh, enough gloating on my part. I will have plenty of time to do that over the next month. We got to jump into the show. Lots to talk about today. No video game news. We're going to start with sports. Sports! And boom goes the dynamite. I got to tell you, Seth, I'm a happy man this week. I... Uh, Found out yesterday, as many of us did, that Todd Gurley has signed an extension to his contract with the Los Angeles Rams. He will now be a Ram at least through 2023. So four-year extension. Four-year extension worth $60 million. 30 of that is guaranteed. That's a record for running backs. And I, I think it's obvious what this means for the Rams. He is the future of that franchise, I think, and is a stud. And I'm glad that he's locked in. Um, him along with Brandon Cooks, uh, both two young studs that are locked in for a while. That Rams offense is going to be in good shape. What I want to ask you about, though, Seth, um, one of the big, uh, one of the things everyone did when they heard about Todd Gurley's contract is they said, "What did Le'Veon Bell say about it?" And he did have things to say, um, and most of them were in the nature of, "All right, Pittsburgh, now you saw what they paid him. Mm-hmm. Now I need to make at least that." Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Do you think this sets a precedent for Bell to get paid? I, I think it. I think it does. Maybe not this season, though. Uh, he, I mean, he's not getting. He's not getting an extension with the Steelers. It does kind of reset the the running back market uh, because it was in a weird spot. There's not because I think running backs have kind of had a resurgence. Like the the star running back has had a resurgence recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had you had your your guys. You know, Peterson had that huge contract a few years ago, and he really kind of screwed things up at that point. Yeah, what the heck? Um, and that's probably like five years ago now, but. Um, so he kind of screwed everything up with that, and now we have you know the number one running back is back because there's no there's not a lot of committees anymore, you know it's really down to these these star guys like Le'Veon and and um, you know Gurley and, and Elliott and that type of thing. So I think it does kind of reset it and bring it back to a more re- realistic place. And I think uh, Le'Veon will definitely be getting paid. Probably more, depending on how he does this season. He'll probably get paid more, uh, especially if he goes to another team besides the Steelers. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, I don't know. I mean, this I'm very obviously biased, and I will admit that before I even say this. I don't know that he deserves to be paid much more than Gurley, if at all. 
You know, I mean, yeah. he's, he's not really doing anything. Gurley's not. Well, he's I mean, more... Gurley had more yards, touchdowns, catches, yards receiving and receiving touchdowns and total touchdowns last season. Yeah, I think. Never been suspended. Right. Not been hurt since he started in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, is Bell really worth more than Gurley? I don't know. Um, he, I mean, Bell is more. I mean, he he will straight up line up and play receiver. So I mean, he he definitely has a more versatility in that regard. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's weird to say because you're right. I mean, he, he Bell has been suspended. He's been hurt. He's only played a full season like once, mm-hmm. maybe maybe twice. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. It really is. I it I, it'll depend on where the Steelers go. You know, if the Steelers go to the you know Super Bowl this year and he goes crazy and and you know leads the league and everything, uh, then yeah, he, he should definitely get paid more. Um, but you know, if if they you know do their usual Steelers thing and go to the playoffs and lose in one of the two rounds, uh, first two rounds or whatever, and you see where Gurley does. You know, if Gurley continues his his streak from last season, then Probably not, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, one other bit of Rams news uh, that I just read, actually, before we start the show. It's a little bit of breaking news. Break yourself, fool! And that's when you break! Tight. I agree with McLovin. It is tight that L.A. is signing their studs. Um, <laughs> them, now a motorcycle goes by. I just can't get that off. <laughs> anyway, the next guy that they're going to want to sign is Aaron Donald. Uh, some folks think he's the best player in football. Uh, a lot of folks think he's the best defensive player in football. Um, it sounds like the Rams are in negotiations with his agents, and they're not going super well. Uh, here, here's a tweet from Eric Geller, um, and he says, Just got confirmation uh, of the following. Sources say that the Rams are currently offering Aaron Donald a four-year contract where he would make $21 million per year, mm-hmm. which would make him the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history. Apparently, Donald's agent was insulted by the offer. He's looking for north of $25 million per year for Donald, which is quarterback money. And then Eric Geller's bit of editorializing at the end says, not going to happen, nor should it. I tend to agree. <laughs> I don't know that I now I love Aaron Donald more than most people. I don't know that he should be making quarterback money. Do you? No. Who <laughs> um, that? Yeah, because, I mean. Even 21 seems sky high to me. That, that's a lot yeah and if, if insulted by four million less than like yeah. okay yeah um yeah no i mean because it's it's proven that quarterbacks make a much more of a difference mm-hmm. i mean donald played on some shitty rams teams yeah some real shitty rams teams and while yes he made he made a a different he made a difference in terms of like running the whole the defense as a whole you know was was not great and the offense was terrible. So yep. that team still sucked. Whereas like you see a quarter, Andrew Luck is a perfect example. You know, he's, he's, he's probably a top five quarter quarterback when healthy. And he, mm-hmm. he spots a team eight wins, yeah. <laughs> you know, Donald isn't going to do that any day of the week. So no. I, I agree with you. I just think the position is just not as valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar to what bell are, what we talked about last week with bell, your position just is not as valuable mm-hmm. as some other positions. I think that if I'm the Rams, though, one of the one of the things I, I'm cautioning is I wouldn't try. I wouldn't let Donald go into this season without a contract because yeah, that'd be rough. This defense, well, for one thing, he might hold out and all that stuff. Yeah, this defense is set to be very, very good. Mm-hmm. And if this is a good defense, Donald will be very, very good in it. Mm-hmm. And you might end up having to pay him more 
Yeah. If he sets a record in sacks this season, um, you, you might be looking at 27 or $8 million that that jackass agent might be trying to get at you. So mm-hmm. if I'm the Rams, I'm trying to get him whatever it is he wants, get it to him now right. before he balls out this year. That's what I, I, I think he's poised to have a huge, huge year. I think he sucks. <laughs> well, enough about the Rams. Uh, very briefly, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but an update on the kneeling situation in the NFL. Um, the NFLPA a couple weeks ago, we reported on this. Um, the NFLPA filed a grievance against the league saying that this new... Uh, rule where players can't kneel on the field, but they can choose to stay in the locker room for the anthem. Um, The NFLPA doesn't like it, and they filed a grievance against the league. Well, the update is, uh, late last week, the NFL and the NFLPA agreed to put a pause on all kneeling rules. So I think that what that means is that that rule is now off the table, and they're tabling the discussion of further kneeling rules until later. So right now, Mm -hmm. no rule in place. Uh, we may see uh, may see something come in before the season, but right now they're kind of putting a moratorium on it for a little bit. Any any reaction to this? What do you what are you expecting to see? Well, I mean, if they can't kneel, how are they supposed to end the game if they're up by a lot? I mean, that'd be good for yeah. teams that are down. Not yeah. being able to kneel would be pretty awesome. Just to run it? I mean, come on. No, um, I think it's yeah, it's it's. On one side, I wish that it was just done so mm-hmm. that people could get over it and move past it. Uh, I think it's – I mean, obviously the rule is really stupid. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things that's like I don't think it'll – you know, because if they, if they had the rule go go ahead, you know, you're going you're gonna to see a bunch of people talking about it. Yeah. And players, you know, doing stuff and, and protesting it. But then on the other hand, now – the other the other side is going to be doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like one way or another. I just kind of wish that we could just get past it and get over it, you know. I'm definitely with you on that, and I think whatever it is, whatever it is that will affect the game the smallest amount mm-hmm. is what's important to me because I want to watch some fucking football. And if players are not getting signed because they kneeled, or players are refusing to play, or getting suspended because they're kneeling, that's when I start getting pissed because that's affecting the game. You know what? I heard one weird. Uh, thing that I didn't even think about till recently, but one of the biggest sponsors of the NFL in terms of money they put into it is the military. Yeah. And, and I didn't even think about it like this until recently until someone said it, but um, uh, really the big reason why people are upset about this, uh, people have made a big deal out of it is because of the, the money they, it, that's involved with the advertising and stuff. Oh, yeah. Th- those people are like, no, this is this would be like if someone took a a Domino's box and pooped on it. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's it, this company, which really it is a company. Yeah, uh, feels like their product is being disrespected. Yeah, and and then but it gets flipped into patriotism and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. it's I, I think I, at the at its base it is money. Yeah, and the 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 mm-hmm. military pay. I mean. For the for the anthem to be televised, that never used to be a thing. Right. The military pays the NFL to do that yep. as a as a form of advertising, which you can argue that's a whole other show whether or not that should be okay. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you're right. I mean, there is a, there is a lot of dollars and cents that go into this, and even more than the morality of it, the dollars and cents are what's going to you know make decisions. Mm-hmm. So I think if they go into a season with a rule where players can be suspended and you see some stars start to take a knee and take suspensions and not play, mm-hmm. which I don't know whether or not we'll see that. But if we, if it did and the game is getting affected and the product is poor because of that, I think that is where the NFL PA 
the players could force the NFL's hand. But, you know, I, I don't know. But, you know, there will be no news on this, at least for a couple weeks. Um, and I'm glad that we don't have to talk about it. I think we've already spent too much time on it here today. We've got some other sports news to talk about. So um, so we know already the Browns are going to be the uh, team for the Hard Knocks, which yep. comes out soon. And uh, it's it, it, this team is, is kind of taking their 0-16 season in light this year, um, talking about it. And it's a, it's a drastically different team like we've talked about uh, during free agency. But um, it seems like they're having a lot, a lot more fun. This year, they just recently filmed a office intro parody, yeah. which is pretty funny. Uh, I definitely recommend checking that out. But it has, you know, all these new. It has, you know, Tyrod Taylor and and uh, I think it has their their uh, Nick Chubb, their the running back that they drafted. Uh, uh, Miles Garrett, I think his name is the yeah. linebacker. Yeah. Uh, he he does the Dwight Schroeder thing with a picture of Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> um, but they all play the you know the characters from the office and it. Uh, uh, why am I blanking on his name? The receiver who got traded there, um, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry, yes, he uh, he he plays the receptionist, which is pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, definitely check that out. They, I just like that they're they're having fun because yeah. that team has not had fun in years. Uh, they've they've just been so bad and had not have not had a good coaching staff at all, and and just have had players that have been not fun players. So it's cool to see that the. They're turning things around and having fun, and you see a lot of times too when these when teams like this have fun. Look at the Rams. Yeah. You know the Rams had when they had Jeff Fisher as the coach, they weren't having fun. You watch you watch the Hard Knock show. Oh, it sucks. The only reason you watch it because you're a Rams fan. But yeah, yeah I, I've heard terrible things about it. He's not a he's you know he wasn't fun. But then you get a young, young, energetic dude like McVeigh in there, and and you Bada know boom. they that you can watch watching him on the I watched almost every Rams game last season. They were having fun on the sidelines. Yep. You know, so makes a big difference. It does. So it, I think that I think the Rams. I mean, not the Rams, but the Browns. I know I'm, I'm not saying like this is going to make them the best team, but I think this will help them. I think it's going to help them bond and having this fun will improve. Now that and plus they have better talent. So <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of talent, and, and we'll be quick about this because I, I didn't um, plan on talking about this, but I did hear today. Sounds like the Browns are considering bringing in Des Bryant. Did you hear about this? I didn't. Des Bryant currently desperate for a job because no one wants desperate. to hire his, his old ass. Yes, he is desperate. It was a catch, ah. Des. Just so you know. Um, what do you think of Des on on the Browns? Doesn't do much for me. Uh, maybe they don't, I don't. Honestly, looking at the receiver core, I don't think they need him. They have a, actually a pretty talented receiver core, mm-hmm. receiving core. We just mentioned uh, Jarvis Landry. He's going to be a real solid possession guy. They got uh, Corey Coleman, who they drafted last year, real exciting young rookie. Uh, of course, Josh Gordon's there. He does it all. And then, you know, the, the red zone guy is that the big-ass tight end who's in that office video, uh, David Njoku. Yep. He's, he's a beast. He's a freak, man. And so I think they don't need him. They really don't need him. Here's where I think he could help. Um, Josh Gordon is going to be missing a lot of training camp because he's doing some self-care stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if Josh Gordon is going to miss any time, I could absolutely see a guy like Des filling that role because he's a big body. Mm-hmm. Um, and or just to provide some veteran leadership. Um, now, whether or not you <laughs> think Des is a good role model yeah, is a whole other thing. That's but thing. he is he's a veteran not, in the league. Yeah, but he's not much. He's he's a leader like T.O. was a leader. <laughs> Maybe he's like a, he's like a watered down T.O. Yeah, just all about himself. That's fair. That's fair. So we'll see about Des to the Browns. Um, I don't know, but that guy will find a job, I'm sure. Uh, it's just a matter Maybe. of when and where. All right. A lot of NFL in sports today and more to come. Uh, Gross. Camps are on. 
Jesus. <laughs> Camps are underway. Preseason is about to start, and the NFL season kicks off uh, on September the 9th. We got our tickets booked for uh, the Rams and Vikes in L.A. We did. Rams, Vikes, L.A., uh, September 20. No, it's like 26. I 24, think. 20. September 27th in L.A., we will finally witness a Rams beatdown of the Vikings. Uh, in L.A. Memorial Coliseum, where we consumed <laughs> record beer last year. Will, That's what I'm going to do again this year. We will try to top that record this year. I, you know, I, I do think that the Rams are, are a better team this year. But also, I, I do, you know, I have started to feel bad after walking out of these games. You know, just... <laughs> Fuck you. I don't need your pity, so, Seth. So, you know what? If if the Rams, you don't know... Don't even. We I'm fly not, all the way out there. I will not stand for this. No, I we won't have it. We fly all the way out there. I at, won't have it. At the end of the day, I still get to be in L.A. and enjoy the weather nope. and cold beer. I don't like this one. And, and you it's get to finally game, see... We're going to have fun. <laughs> you finally I get to see... Gets, you're being a piece of shit right now. You get now, to man. walk out of a stadium after... You should see the smoke finally, on this fucking face right now. Finally see the Rams beat the Vikings. I'm not going to let you butter yourself up for this, Seth. I... I, I will be I will I will deep down even though I might be upset at the time I'll feel I'll I'll, I'll feel good for you. You suck. I don't I don't even like you very much. <laughs> and uh, I can yeah. tell you this: there will be a bet made. There will be a SoCo bet made, and and, no. and and we will. We didn't make a bet on it last year. I don't bet on the Vikings. I told you. Well, you could bet against them if you want, but no. uh, but a bet will be made. And anyway, that's besides the point. Lots more to talk about uh, when the NFL season kicks off in a few weeks. But for now, we got to get over to TV. That's what she said. TV. TV news this week. Uh, of course, we are going to get into the TV corner in just a bit, but you got some news for us first? Yeah, I got a bit of news. Of course, we had had the Comic-Cons, and a bunch of news came out of that, uh, some trailers, stuff like that. So uh, first first off, right before Comic-Con, they announced the release date for Iron Fist Season 2, Ooh. Uh, which is, again, not a porn. Um, <laughs> se- September 7th is the season two release date for Iron Fist. So uh, I mentioned in the Luke Cage uh, review that I did like the direction they were taking Iron Fist in that one episode he was in. Uh, they kind of changed his character up a little bit. And uh, I, I, if anything else, I'm just excited to see the the fighting. Um, I'm also kind of excited, though, to see if they do incorporate more of Luke Cage into that season, make it kind of a buddy season type thing. Or if they, uh, you know, just kind of change up the tone from the last season, which wasn't great, so... Um, I'm in, I'm interested. Yeah, I mean, I don't care about Iron Fist uh, at all, but it does sound like a little people are a little more optimistic about this one, yourself mm-hmm. included. Release date uh, slash teaser. Uh, we got a Walking Dead uh, release date, October seventh, so a month later. Uh-huh. Uh, season nine, which is they have confirmed two things: that one that it is a flash forward, uh, which you do get to see in the trailer, and then that this is officially Andrew Lincoln's last season of the show as well. So. Uh, the trailer actually interested me. They so they, they do a flash forward. It seems like it's a couple of years, two three years maybe, and uh, it's it's uh, the trailer makes it seem like it's they were they're rebuilding communities now. Of course, the saviors are done now, and uh, there's all these different communities built uh, from from those season from that last season that were kind of kind of faltering at the end and. It, you know, it seems like the conflicts will be more within those communities now as opposed to, like, the whole all-out war, which should have been awesome, but it sucked. Um, <laughs> but it, it, this will be interesting. There's definitely no, like, cars anymore, it seems like, and the weapons are very scarce in terms of, like, guns. So it'll be almost, like, Old West style. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, it looks interesting. I, I do think it looks interesting. Uh, we'll see what happens with Rick if he bites bites the bullet or takes the knife or whatever, but 
uh, I, I'm more intrigued now with this time jump a bit and and uh, kind of the direction they're taking it in, in terms of more of a almost like a Last of Us type feel to it, mm-hmm. you know, scavenging and all. Because for for years now, The Walking Dead has just been guns, 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 guns. And it's like, where the hell are you getting all this from? <laughs> you know, so and they've had cars. So now I, I hope this kind of has more of that feel where it's like an old west and scarce and more like a farming stuff going on there. I, it's interesting. It looks interesting. Well, they do have a chance at sort of a soft reboot of the show with a flash forward like this. So th- it could be good. I'm willing to bet it's still going to suck because um, <laughs> I'm not optimistic about Walking Dead. But it's good to know that you are because you're what's important. You're their, you're their actual audience. So. That's true. And then one other uh, kind of announcement in terms of a season before I get into more of these trailers and stuff. Um, Man in the High Castle, which is one of my favorite shows on Amazon, uh, gets is, season three will be coming out very soon. Definitely recommend binging those the first two seasons. Uh, very good show. But uh, season four was announced recently as well. So Amazon has been a news story came out kind of today about where they're going with their production. Definitely leaning more towards uh, the higher budget stuff and really appealing to more of a mass market. And I think part of it, too, is building up these shows. And so, like, they have the Jack Ryan show coming out. Mm hmm. And Man in the High Castle has been one of their popular shows. So I think you're going to see more and more of these shows get longer runs, kind of like on Netflix has done. So I'm excited. I enjoy the show. I I, I know they're past the source material now from the book, uh, which always scares me. <laughs> um, yeah, it hasn't gone well recently. Yeah, but uh, I'm excited. I, 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 I'm happy to see that they'll get more more story to tell. So. You did briefly mention Jack Ryan. That's something that I'm going to maybe try to check out. Big fan of John Krasinski now, especially after A Quiet Place. And it seems like they threw a budget at that, and it could be could be very good. They're out doing press for it now, so I think it comes out before too long. So uh, Amazon doing its thing, doing its thing. All right. Well, uh, of course, we had Comic-Con uh, this last week, and uh, we got a couple. Uh, I know one one announcement that uh, it pertains to you uh, in terms of a show you watch. Uh, we know Brooklyn Nine-Nine will be coming back. Yeah, and Nine-Nine. The, they they announced. Did you catch up on it? You did catch up on it, didn't you? No, I still have to watch the last season. I thought you watched it all. New oh. Girl is what you watch. I watch New Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So nine nine. Um. So they announced at Comic Con during their panel that there will be one entire episode dedicated strictly to uh to Hitchcock and Scully. Oh God. So that'll be fun. They're they're some <laughs> of my favorite background characters. Um. And they just add so much fun stupidness to it. Um. So it'll be fun to kind of see an episode with them. But that was, that was kind of some big news because they haven't they haven't really been been a focus of anything so far. So those guys are so damn funny. Seems like they're going to get more creative freedom over there at uh, at, at NBC. Uh, Fox Fox tends to limit things, I think, sometimes. But I think NBC, like you know, they they've again the good place we talked about. They mm-hmm. just get to do whatever the hell they want. It seems like so. I think I think nine nine will have some more freedom there. And then uh, of course the big news that came out of uh, the TV side of things was the uh, fuck Batman statement. <laughs> um, that was for the Titans trailer. Mm-hmm. That'll be on the DC, the DC streaming service. Um, that that was really probably the biggest piece of news in terms of TV that came out of Comic-Con. Which uh, is hilarious because that show looks like fine. <laughs> but because he said fuck Batman, it became the hugest thing. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think that's big. But I also think, too, it's it's a much different tone for dc mm-hmm. uh in terms of what they're showing on tv like you know gotham gets bloody and stuff um but then of course you have the, the arrowverse which is again they have a little blood but it's this this titan show seems to be very taken in a much more serious manner yep. looks to have a higher production budget as well than all those shows so 
I think that this is going to be the show they're going to try and build the DC streaming platform off of. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm excited. I, I'll I'll give it a shot, uh, if, especially if they do like a free month of the DC streaming service. Mm-hmm. But they did say it'll be $7.99 a month for it. So I'll, I'll give it a shot. If it's a good show, I'll you know keep going until until something not entertaining on the on the streaming service. But I'll give it a shot. It looks cool. I'm glad you're gonna try it because uh, I'm not super. I'm not. A, I'm just not a fan of DC to be honest. I do like Titans, uh, the Teen Titans. Really enjoyed the animated show on Cartoon Network uh, many moons ago. But this could be cool. I'm not sold. I did watch this trailer. Um, I did see the fuck Batman statement. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm gonna let you watch this and and tell me whether or not I should. I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> this last bit of news didn't come out of come out of Comic Con. It came out a couple of days after. Uh, one one show that really kind of brought the the WB now CW to uh, its its success was the Buffy the Vampire Slayer show, mm-hmm. based off the movie. Uh, the show, of course, is famously run by Joss Whedon, but that's really how he got his start from everything. Uh, he ran it for years, wrote a bunch of episodes and all that stuff. And uh, so they announced here after Comic Con that it's being rebooted, um, not with Sarah Michelle Gellar or any of those people. Um, it will be a new cast. Uh, Jed, Josh Whedon will still be involved as well uh, as a producer. I don't think he'll be running the show like mm-hmm. he was. Uh, but it sounds like also it'll be an African-American Buffy this nice. time. So uh, interesting. I, I think, was it time for a Buffy reboot? Probably not. <laughs> um, it just seems, it. the show, I, I was a big fan of the show. Uh, my, my parents were and I got into it as well. Uh, the theme song is fucking rocking. <laughs> so they better bring that back. Um I don't think I've ever watched it. You never watched Buffy? I don't think I ever watched Buffy. I watched it, and then I started rewatching it when it when Netflix first started. When Netflix was first around, I rewatched it because that was one of the few shows that was streaming on there. Mm. I rewatched about half of it, and then they got better shows. Um, but I, I do enjoy Buffy. I, I I thought after the first couple seasons, it really found its groove, and then it spun off with Angel, and that was cool. Uh, that that was just the thing back then, though. I mean, honestly, in the, the late 90s, early 2000s, you had these witch shows and these vampire shows. You had Charmed, which is coming back as well. I just don't know if that's, you know, zombies are the thing, more thing now and superheroes. And I just don't know if it's, I don't think it's going to do well, to be honest. Um, I'll, ma- I'll a, maybe check it out, but I don't think it'll do that well. In a world where Supernatural is on its 44th season, <laughs> I, yeah. I think this will find an audience. And certainly it will have a built-in audience with, you know, people who are nostalgic for the first one. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. I mean, it's going to have to be good to stand out. It's going to have to be so good. Much... But the thing, too, is that people who... Love the the original, love the original, mm-hmm. and if they see something that's not the original or not tied in tied in in any way, it's I don't think, I just don't think you're going to get all those people back. I really don't like my mom. She's not going to go back and watch the show. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see, but um, I mean, this could be cool. I I'm really hoping that they, you know, I get a little leery when people when it's oh it's being rebooted and now she's black. Yeah. I have, my first in, inclination is yes. Okay, work for a black actress. That's awesome. But then it's like, okay, mm, what's really your motivation there? Mm-hmm. Are you going to handle it right? Um, we'll see. We'll see. I, you know, again, I, it just makes me a little bit concerned. But um, maybe I'll check this out. It could be a Buffy for a new age. Like you said, a lot of people loved it back then. Hopefully, it's good this time too. That's all the news I got. All right. Well, you know that that's news, and people enjoy news. But what people come to the Soko Show for? is Seth's TV Corner. That's in my TV corner. Seth, I want to blow you. Woo! 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 Extending a record 
it, I don't know what, how many in a row, but this has got to be so many TV corners in a row. It's a no, lot. No one else is reviewing as much TV as you. <laughs> the hottest TV review guy in the game right now is here to give his review. I don't know what you even watched. I don't even... Is there still TV to watch or did you... You didn't watch it all yet? What the fuck? What, what did... What, <laughs> this, what is, you... this is actually a weird one too. It, it kind of came in the nick of time. I do have to say, unfortunately though, unless I binge watch all of Orange is the New Black between now and... Uh, well, between Friday and Friday, probably when we record again with Jared, <laughs> um, uh, there'll be no TV quarter next week. What? So. I refuse to believe it. Yeah, so unless you want me to watch 13 hours of television... On Friday, instead of going to Mission Impossible, uh, I think that yeah, you probably should because I'm going to Mission Impossible with or without you. So it's coming to an end next week, but we'll finish it out with uh, with something. <laughs> um, so the TV show that I am reviewing in this corner, in this final corner, for a bit is uh, Ghosted. Now oh, okay. so, some of you might say Ghosted. What the fuck is that? No, you'll say <laughs> Ghosted. <laughs> you talked about that. In, like, October, when it came on TV, <laughs> when it premiered. And, yes, it has been on for almost a year. And, yes, they took, like, a seven-month break. Um, so, Ghosted, they did... I was thinking, Ghosted? That's what happens to me every time I try to get a Tinder date. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Ghosted t- had a weird, weird path. Um, they aired, I think, 12 episodes from, from, like, October until, like, December or something like that. And I think they even doubled up a few and whatever. And so for for those who know about the show when I talked about it it's it's Adam Scott, Craig Craig Robinson teaming up in like this uh uh paranormal they're like a they're like a secret agency uh that that the first 12 episodes were like ghost or alien or monster of the week they go out have hijinks and catch the monster bring it back to their agency. <laughs> I love hijinks. And uh that was fine. You know, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, I was a little bored at times, but it was funny. Though the, their, their chemistry together was great. I might even do like a mid, mid-season mid like kind of talk about it too. I don't remember. But so, yeah, they, you know, they did their thing and, and it was fine. And then like a month ago, new episodes just started airing without warning. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled my TV time app and I'm like, are you sure? Shout out to TV time. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure they're airing new episodes? And it said, yeah. And then I checked the app and the the Fox app, and there it is. And so they, and I actually heard an interview with Adam Scott shortly after, where he talked about they did like a soft like a soft reboot, like you mentioned, Locking Dead, where they, you know, they they kind of weren't feeling the first twelve episodes that they had, and and they knew there was something there, which I agree because the core of the show with Adam Robinson and, and Adam Scott and Craig Robinson, um, <laughs> they they uh, they you know, had a good core there and they were funny and their chemistry is great. That That's how it's been the entire time. But they change it up to where it's, instead of being like a, you know, killer of the week type thing, it's a, it's a continue, you know, continued story. It's a serialized, serialized story, but they were only given like four episodes to do that. And so it was kind of strange uh, when it came back. I enjoy, I think I enjoyed it more just because the story was different and the, the, the characters came they they when they came back they they were more consistent um throughout those those episodes that they came back on but they did have kind of a, a switch in in their roles like adam robinson was like this this uh idiot for the first 12 episodes like he's a smart idiot like he he was uh he's book smart but like socially he doesn't know what he's doing mm-hmm. and craig robinson was like very serious he was the straight man 
Um, then he'd throw in jokes here and there. They kind of switched that a little bit. Craig Robinson was like acting a little more dumb and, and Adam Scott was a little more, a little more serious. So it just seemed like the, the, the reboot was just a weird timing. I think I would have liked, I would have liked the show way more if it started from the beginning as what it came back as, Okay. you know, whereas a continuous story, continuous story, continuous story and their roles were what they were. Um, the show is funny, though. I mean, like I said, that's what really kept me going. The story was was so-so for the first whole episodes because there wasn't much continuing. And then I enjoyed it a bit more when it came back. But, yeah, um, if they get another season, which I highly doubt at this point, uh, just, just because of, of – I know, like, I read the ratings of it, and it was bad uh, because they didn't announce anything. They're just like, here you go. It's back. Well, Fox uh, Fox has a hole to fill with 9-9. Nine, nine. Yeah. Um, but I, I, doubt, uh, I doubt Ghost comes back. If it does come back, I'll give it a shot. Um, in terms of what I would give it for like a rating, um, because I enjoyed like the humor, I'm going to give it like a 3.1, uh, mid season breaks out of, (laughs) out of five. 3.1 mid season breaks is what they actually took in this case. Uh, 3.1, the lowest, unnecessary uh, mid season breaks out of five, the lowest rating of, uh, since you've started, still still not a negative one, still not a negative one. It's enjoyable. Like. It's one of those shows where if it's ever on Netflix and you're just like, what the fuck do I watch? Um, I'll pop this on. Mm-hmm. You, you could, you'd probably sit there and watch a string of episodes. You're going to be entertained and you'll laugh, but you're not going to be invested in the story. Sure. It's like it's, it's like a it's like a paranormal office almost. Okay. Paranormal, paranormal office meets X-Files. Okay. So See, this is the kind of stuff I like watching. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, I like, you know, really low impact just colors and stuff for half an hour like <laughs> i gotta have one of those shows you know mm-hmm. and you know in a world where everyone's just watching game of thrones and the handmaid's tale i like the goofy antics of these guys i might this might be something that i could definitely dig um absolutely if it's on netflix it sounds like it's right up my alley mm-hmm. um, but we'll see if they end up releasing it there so yeah if you're like me and you're just really looking for something to just you know distract you for half an hour uh, it sounds like that's where you might recommend this one a little more yeah. Well, there you have it. It is Ghosted, uh, Fox's show. That's Adam Scott and Craig Robinson. Uh, 3.1 midseason breaks out of five here in the TV corner. That's in my TV corner. Seth, I want to blow you. Woo! We touched on it earlier. A huge weekend last week at San Diego Comic-Con. Lots of news, lots of trailers. Let's jump into it in movies. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Movies. Before we jump into Comic-Con, just a couple pieces that aren't Comic-Con that I wanted to touch on. The first is around the new Joker movie that Mm -hmm. is in the works. Um, You know, we we did hear uh, a confirmation that Joaquin Phoenix is going to be playing the title role of the Joker. Uh, It's going to be released next year in September, October, so next fall. October, yeah, beginning of October, $55 million budget. That's a little bit of a smaller budget than I was anticipating. Very much smaller, yeah. That's, I mean, that's that's super small for a superhero movie. And, um, and for Scorsese. Is it Scorsese? No, he's not directing it. Todd Phillips is directing it. Todd Phillips is directing it. Um, Scorsese, rumors are that he's back out of producing it, but okay. um, he's as far as I know, he's still involved somehow. Okay, so he so he's in the mix. Joaquin Phoenix is in the mix. Another person that may be in the mix and is probably going to take a big bite out of that $55 million budget, mm-hmm. Robert De Niro yep. is in talks to join the film. 
Uh, what I don't know is what role he could potentially be playing. Have you heard anything in the rumor mill about who he might yes. be? Yes. Uh, not not a character from the DC lore. Okay. Sounds like um, he he's going to be playing a TV host of some kind, and he's heavily involved in the origin of how he becomes the Joker, from what oh, I've heard. Okay. So. Not, I mean, obviously De Niro's not going to come in and play like a small ass role, you know, so he's going to have a role and yeah, it sounds like he'll be playing a TV host of some kind. So. Okay. Interesting. That that could be good. I wonder if uh, I'm, my mind immediately goes to the killing joke and his uh, comedic background, the Jokers mm-hmm. that is, uh, maybe it could be some sort of comedy show that Yeah. Maybe on. he gets invited on kind of like a Carson or a. Yeah. And, and you know, De Niro takes a liking to him because he was a stand up or something, but yeah, yeah who knows? Could be, could be. Uh, anything with De Niro in it, I will see. Well, you know, not anything, actually. Because yeah, he's had some, some stinkers. But uh, this one I was going to see already because it's Joker. I am excited that it's got De Niro in it as well. Um, another bit of news, spinning to the MCU. Um, the news here is that James Gunn has been fired. Pow, pow! Boom, pow, smash. <laughs> from the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3 or Volume 3 movie. Um, this all comes after some rediscovery of some tweets that were in poor taste um, in like 2011 or 12 or yeah, something. Yeah, they're they were not good. They were not good tweets. They were not good tweets. I don't want to get into the, I don't want to get into the the you know the firing and the morality and the tweets. That's not what I'm here to talk about. Um, I will briefly mention um, that a lot of people have come out and are in support of James Gunn. They mm-hmm. want him to be reinstated. There's a there's a bunch of people that sign a petition. Yep. Uh, for him to get reinstated. The stars, uh, including Dave Bautista of Guardians of the Galaxy. The animal. A lot of the other MCU uh, actors and people are are wanting James Gunn to come back. His brother had a really long tweet string of stuff about him and how he's changed over the years and stuff and all mm-hmm. that. So uh, for that, uh, one thing I think is very funny, Roseanne is pissed <laughs> <laughs> because she got no support uh, when she was being an asshole. Well... There's a difference there. There is a difference. He was an asshole years ago. She was an asshole today. Um, hers were racist. His is his is a, a little different. Bad joke. His are just in bad yeah. jokes and bad taste. I I I have thoughts on the morality of this firing and of his tweets and stuff. I don't want to get into that today. What I do want to get into is what do you think this is going to do to Guardians Three? Are you worried about it at all, or what do you think? Uh, what do you think is going to happen there? Well, for one, it depends on the script because he. I think he's already been working on it, so. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? He could be done with it. Um, depends on who they bring in, too. Uh, I mean, rumors are Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. which would be awesome. I would I would really enjoy that. Yeah. I think he would be my number one pick. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I think they'll be fine. I mean, they, they this has happened, not this exact scenario, but someone's come in uh, to a Marvel movie before, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Uh, Edgar Wright uh, was uh, yep. removed, yep. Yep. And, and he and they left on creative differences and all that stuff, but... Uh, that that's one of my favorite Marvel movies, so I you know they'll be fine. Uh, Kevin Feige is the one who really makes all these big decisions anyway, in terms of where the story goes as a whole. So they'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like I, not the morality of it, but in terms of just like the job aspect of it, James James Gunn and the people can 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 do all these you know we want him back and sign petitions stuff. But at the end of the day, here's the way I look at it. Uh, James Gunn is an entertainer, mm-hmm. and that's that's his job. That's he's he's hired to make entertainment, and and the entertain entertainment by just definition really is that you're 
that you you're you're serving people. And he said stupid things mm-hmm. and got him fired. Yep. And if I went into my job t- tomorrow and said the things he said, I'd probably get fired. Yeah. And so Disney has that right to fire him. Yep. Whether or not you agree with what he said or if it's a bad joke, whatever, that the morality part of that, I you know, you can debate that all day. Mm-hmm. But the fact that that's his job and he said those things and Disney chose to fire him because he said those things just like any of us go to our jobs and say those things and get fired. It, you know, that that's that's pretty cut and dry to me, you know. Yeah, certainly within Disney's rights to do that. And Disney notoriously squeaky clean. They're not going to put up with anyone's shit. Um, also, they just they don't need him. You know, they can mm-hmm. do this. Um, There's I, a million people who would say, I'll be the director now. Yeah. You know, they're, I'm they're the director now. <laughs> right. There's a million people who would who would love to take that job and what, make the money he, they're going to make from it. Exactly. What I am interested to see, I don't think he based on the support he's getting, I don't think he'll have trouble finding work after this. No, th- there's already been directors that come out and said, you know, the sucks, man. Uh, I, I'd be happy to work with you any day. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's Disney is. Look at their so the Pixar the Pixar you know John Laster which he had way more shitty stuff come yeah. out about him mm-hmm. you know he's he's a terrible person but he he created Pixar and created these huge franchise movies yep and they didn't bring him back which right. is good you know it's good that they didn't do it but they're not about the, they've already had enough enough success yeah you know they they're they're in terms of like you know the the people they have in it they they. They're they're a machine. Mm-hmm. They're gonna churn out stuff unless Kevin. Short of Kev, Kevin Feige come out and being some weird creep, they're gonna be fine in the in the MCU. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, Disney's not slowing down. And if you work for Disney, be on your be on notice that you can't fuck around or your ass will get fired. Yep. Um, I I'd be interested to see what James Gunn does next, as as will I think a lot of people. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, to keep an eye on Guardians Volume Three. Uh, we shall see. We shall see. And I'm sure, uh, you know, whenever the news comes out, we will be reporting it to you. So a couple a couple other pieces of news that weren't uh, that were kind of outside of Comic-Con here. Um, one movie that has had some controversy as well is the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood movie, uh, which is the Quentin Tarantino Charles Manson movie. And so one thing people really hated uh, was the release date. <laughs> Uh, ah yes, yes. Came, come, it was uh, set to come out on the it was like 40th anniversary or something like that of of the Manson murders. Uh, well, they have now uh, moved from that date, like a lot of people suspected they end up would, and they moved up. Actually, they moved uh, the release date will be two weeks earlier nice. now. So I think it's like July 23rd or something like that is when it's coming out. So we get it sooner, and I'm excited for it. And I think it's a smart move to do that because you look like less of a dick now. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. And I got to, I, I, sorry, I got to pause you here for just a second, Seth. We got some breaking news. Ah. And that's when you break. Tight. I am very, very excited about something that just popped up on my phone. And I know it just popped up on your phone too. I want to talk about it right here. A brand new video was just uploaded to the YouTube channel. At Jared Buckendall. And it is a JB classic <laughs> where Jared is doing a retro review of fucking Mission Impossible. And I am so excited to get done recording so that I can go watch that shit right now. <laughs> um, but if you're listening to it, it's already posted on YouTube. So go out there to the channel. At Jared Buckendall. And uh, get yourself a face full of Jared. Um, Gross. <laughs> 
uh, is the JV Classic for uh, Mission Impossible, the original. I'm going to link to that down below. Let's hurry up and get this podcast back on track so that we can uh, go watch that video. Quit interrupting me. <laughs> <laughs> well, from uh, <laughs> from a movie we've talked about quite a bit to another movie we've talked about quite a bit, uh, The Men in Black. <laughs> yes. The men, the men in Black reboot. This We might as well rename our show to The, the Men in Black and uh, It Show. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, men in Black added another member of the cast. Ooh, gimme, gimme. Uh, this time, it is someone who's returning from a from one of the other movies. Uh, will Smith will be... No, I'm kidding. Um, it's Rip Torn. <laughs> it's not Rip Torn. Ah. Uh, this member was in Men in Black 3, so you probably don't remember her. Uh, Emma Thompson is coming back. She was Agent O in Men in Black 3. Okay. So we'll get a returning member, and uh, this cast is just loaded right now. Yeah, it's packed. There's a joke to be made about her being Agent O. Jesus. I'm not going to make it. I'm excited about this movie. Uh, do you remember when it's coming out? Uh, it's 2019 sometime. I don't remember when, though. Okay. Uh, I think, actually, no, it's less than a year now. I remember hearing it today. I think it's less than a year now that it'll be coming out. So I don't okay. think they've started filming. Okay. But so uh, I'm excited. Next summer. That one's, I'm, I'm pumped for that one. Yeah. That should be good. Um, from one smoking cat to story about cats. Um, <laughs> Wait, who's a smoking cat? Emma Thompson. I don't know if she's hot or not. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, she's, okay. she's hot. I, I wouldn't. Anyway, smoking yeah. cat. I see what you tried to do then. Yeah. Um, a cat? You're going to talk about a fucking cat Oh, right now? just wait till I talk about not just one cat, but many cats. This is plural. Oh, this Jesus. is cats. Um, it was announced that there will be a... a uh, <laughs> I see what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> a, uh, <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> a big screen adaptation of the musical Cats. Cats. Now, you are being so fucking literal and not literal. I, yeah. Anyway, Cats. So, uh, have you seen the cast for Cats? The cats I have not cast. seen the Cats cast. You haven't seen the Cats cast. Who's on the Cats cast? <laughs> well... It just just get ready for this. Do any of the members of it have broken arms or legs? Because then the cast would be in a cast of cast, cast, cats, cats. You'd have a cats. You'd have cats cast and cats. No, I don't think so. Um, one of them was in a wheelchair for a movie. Um, was no, it he wasn't. Torn? No, I, I lied. He wasn't in a wheelchair. <laughs> he he went against someone who was in a wheelchair. Uh, Ian McKellen is a member of the cast. Oh, okay. Formerly Magneto in X Men. Yeah, that's what you're referring to. Yep. One man likes to sing in cars. Uh, James, James Corden. Corden. Yes. Okay. Yeah. One of them won American Idol. Um, David. Uh, no, it's a woman. Fantasia Barino. I don't. Did she win? I don't yeah. know if she won. Jennifer Hudson is who I'm talking about. Did oh she no, she she didn't she, win. She runner up. She was like a quarter finalist. Okay. She wasn't even high, but she does have a fucking Oscar. Yeah, she does. And the final one is very strange in terms of because Jennifer Hudson's done some acting and stuff, right? Yeah, she won an Oscar. Uh, Taylor, Taylor Swift is the fourth member of the cast. Tizzy Sweezy's in there? <laughs> and oh, she, I don't think she's done much acting in her day. So. She was on Saturday Night Live and that didn't go very well. Yeah, so that's your cast for I cats. will absolutely fucking see I, I'm telling you right now. When does it come out? Ah, fuck if I know. I am there night one. Yeah. Cats, I think, was probably the first musical I ever watched in our music class in sixth I, grade. Yeah, I, watched, I remember watching Fucking it. Fucking Magical yeah. Mr. Mistopheles. Yeah. Ooh, well, never was there ever. <laughs> See? You know Cats. Oh, I know that, yeah. Seth knows Cats. Taylor Swift cats. is involved. Jennifer Hudson. I love it. I like the cast. Uh, the cast of Cats. Do you think they have cats? Do you think any of the people in the cast of I know cats Taylor have cats? Swift has lots of cats. I've heard this before. She loves her fucking cats. So, Taylor Swift, Do you, so if one of her cats broke its leg 
then she would she What's would up be with you in this cast she, of cats. She would be on the cast. Just causing of cats harm with a cat. to cats all the time. She would be on the cast of cats with a cat and a cast. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And I love. I'm gonna try to figure out more ways to do this. Let's bring up cats a lot more on the show. I, I'm excited for this. And cats, I'm cat? genuinely excited. Well, do you want to do a separate movie. podcast called Cast Cats Cast? Cast Cats. Let's cat, cast cats. Cats Cast. We should. We should. It's about podcasts. Reca- recasting movies. <laughs> recasting movies to have cats in them. What are you fucking going to call it? Like, like <laughs> you're going to have a Siamese cat in Mission Impossible? Like, how are you going to recast it with It would be, it it would be Mission Impossible. Oh, okay. That's what you mean. Like, put cat puns in. I thought you meant, like, no, put, it would be repla- replace Tom Cruise with we a cat. We would absolutely be hanging a cat from the ceiling. But the, you're talking about the podcast of, of that. Like, we're just gonna we're gonna be talking. We're talking about, about okay. We're I would put a Siamese cat in in Tom Cruise's role. Like, do you just yeah, want to name fucking it. breeds of cats to put in fucking roles of these movies? <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you want to talk about? I'm just saying we're leaving money on and the table. And there's like here. four famous cats in the we world. We need to so, talk to Jared about so, expanding. We oh, need to have the Soko Show, Sponge Talk, and Cast Cats. I'm gonna replace fucking Woody in Toy Story with Felix the Cat because that's the only animated Garfield too. So you get Garfield and Felix. That's what I see. You're getting it. You're okay. getting it. This is exactly how. So the every anime out. movie have Garfield and Felix. Pretty much, or Oliver from Oliver and Company. I don't know that one. That's a good one. He's a little orange. Kid. Hello Kitty. I guess you could put. Hell- there are there are more animated cats than the. I guess there's the whole cast of cats and dogs. Remember that movie? <laughs> or yeah. cats versus dogs. Also, the Secret Life of Pets. I think there's a lot of them in there. Anyway, uh, keep an eye out on the YouTube channel at Jared Buckendall for cat casts. Uh, our new no. our new podcast that's going to come out. It's going to premiere the same week as Sponge Talk. Uh, again, you can catch all that at the YouTube channel at Jared Buckendall. So uh, make sure you go do that. Anyway, Cats is in production. Is where we started. Wow. <laughs> and I, I I'm genuinely excited. I, musicals have been very good the last few years, um, and I'm excited for yet another one. Name five. I can name a couple. The Greatest Showman in La La Land. I think is plenty. Sucks. Okay. Well, what what else? Let's we got to get far away from cats, or I'm just gonna keep going back to that wordplay thing. Well, let's talk Comic Con, where we saw a lot of trailers. So let's start there. Um, I, of course, have not watched any of these, but you have watched them all. Uh, what do you got first? I did not watch Glass. That's the only one I didn't watch because I have no context, so mm-hmm. I can't really talk about it. Uh, we'll start with. I have. Heard, I will say I have heard that the. the I've heard it's good. I heard, heard it's really good. A lot of people yeah. are excited. Uh, Glass coming out in January of 2019. Yep, very, so very highly soon. anticipated for Cody. Uh, so I'll start with Godzilla. Run, it's Godzilla. Godzilla, king of the monsters. Uh, uh, I've seen a lot of mixed things about this trailer, and uh, I think as a whole, I enjoyed it. Um, it seems so. We saw the, we of course saw the, the one that came out a couple of years ago with Brian Cranston, uh, kind of in it for like fifteen minutes, <laughs> and uh, we enjoyed that movie. I, I definitely enjoyed. It. I had a good time with it. It was just a, a big dumb. Uh, monster movie, you know, which you don't get, don't have a lot of those. You know, you had that in King Kong, and that's really about it. Mm-hmm. Colossal. I, li- but... I liked Godzilla. I think it was good. Um, man, they did a good job. You have to get one shot right in Godzilla, mm-hmm. and it is the the scream roar mm-hmm. thing that he does, and they nailed it in that one. Yeah. Oh man. So this one seems to take place a uh, number of years after that one. Uh, Millie Bobby Millie Bobby Brown, uh, Levin from Stranger Things. She's uh, she's kind of a star in it. Seems like I don't. There's a woman who talks a lot in the trailer and i can't remember who it is off the top of my head but seems that uh the world is kind of in like a almost a world's ending like a apocalyptic type thing and this woman wants to bring back you want to look up who that is real quick vera farmiga that who it is yeah i love her she's great sally hawkins also in it. 
Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Is Sally Hawkins that talks a lot in it? Anyway, I don't know. Sure, it's not Vera Farmiga. In the trailer, I'm. It's, She's. You know who that is? Not really. She was in the commuter. The woman. I don't think it's her. Maybe oh. it is her. I don't know. I. I would. I would bet if there's a voiceover, it's her. I also don't know what Sally Hawkins sounds like because I've only seen her in the shape of water. That's true. Uh, anyway, she's talking about how that uh, the only things that can save the world now are these monsters. And so there's a bunch of these monsters that are like frozen in ice and stuff. And they unleash them. And apparently it seems like I can already tell from the trailer, like this woman is not have does not have good intentions. And she brings, oh. he, brings these monsters out. And now Godzilla has to fight them. That's the premise. Um, seems stupid in terms of a plot. But there wasn't much plot in the first. We Godzilla. don't come to Godzilla for yeah. the plot, Seth. So, but, but what they did show for the shots, they didn't give a ton away. It seems like in terms of like the the fighting with the monsters, but it's going to be cool when they end up, when they end up clashing because there's some cool looking monsters uh, in the trailer. So, uh, I'm I'm definitely willing to check it out, and I I know going in, it's not going to make me think. I'm just going to go see some see, see some monsters fight each other. I'm excited for that. Um, I'm in. Yeah, give me give me huge screaming monsters. Give me this on uh, the Dolby surround super screen uh, here in CR. Uh, I I will be definitely checking this one out. I will go in with low expectations. I, I will say that, but I, I will be checking yeah. this one. Next on my list is uh, Fantastic Be- Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald. Very unnecessarily long and and annoying title to have to say. <laughs> Hopefully the movie is not unnecessarily long and difficult to talk about. It's going to be long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do think, though, this... this I think that actually both trailers have given me a little more hope for this. It feels like this is what they were want, just wanted to get to in mm-hmm. the first place, which is the whole backstory of Dumbledore and Grindel- Grindelwald. No one gives a shit, really, about... Unless you're a hardcore Potterhead, uh, gives a shit about Eddie Redmayne's character. Um, yeah. I don't know why. I even just forgot his fucking name. Newt Scamanda. There you go. Uh, no one really cares about him. People care about Grin- the because that was that was one of I'm mean, honestly the the last book. One of my favorite parts was hearing about Grindelwald and and Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. And so I I'm excited to get more of them because um, that's what this trailer is. It's all them. Yeah, you get you get a bit of you get a bit of Newt Scamander in there, of course, because he's he's kind he has he obviously has something involved with this whole thing, but. Um, yeah, you got a, you got a, some cool action shots in there. Uh, definitely seems going to have a little bit darker of a tone than the last one, and uh, you definitely get the backstory there. So I'm excited to, to check check that part of it out. You also get a little uh, tease of Nicholas Flamel. So if any of you remember him, he was the uh, Sorcerer Stone guy from the yeah, first one. Yeah, he's so, an horror. Yeah, so he uh, he's super old, of course, because he was I don't even remember how old he was in the when when he died, but uh, I think he's like 300 something. I just remember uh, Hermione going, Nicholas Flamel. Yeah, <laughs> right. So you see him at the end of the trailer. Uh, I'm I'm a little more excited for this one, though. The, the, the first the fanta- first Fantastic Beast, I just was pretty underwhelmed by. That movie was a fart noise. <laughs> I didn't hate it, but I also wasn't. Oh, I hated it. Yeah, I know you did. But uh, I, 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 it, it had enough of my Potter love to and at least you know be mildly entertained by it i hope this one though digs more and more into this grindelwald stuff with dumbledore you can spend a lot more time with dumbledore mm-hmm. a l- little bit more time hopefully and 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 uh at hogwarts and it seems like they're gonna they're gonna be in paris a lot in this too so you get more of the uh Ooh. the the uh, uh what is their their school name uh Bo- bobaton mm, bobaton um, let me ask you this. What do you, uh, I, I don't know the trailer. Maybe you're not seeing enough. Are, are you liking Jude Law? What do you think? 
He's playing Abel's Double Door, of course. Yeah, you don't get it again. You don't get a ton of it. It's just, I mean, there's just kind of some some shots here and there, but um, you do get to see him do some do some Bogart stuff, which is cool because um, he's the he's the defense teacher, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, um, and so you get to see that. You get to see a bit of uh, Newt's commander's fear, which is pretty funny. That's a nice little reveal in the trailer. Uh, afraid of having bad movies made about him. <laughs> pretty close. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think again, I think this will be something more, more, more deep than because Fantastic Beast wasn't a very deep movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the story didn't really matter, and so I think this one they'll have more, more of a story to it. Uh, again, I think it's really going to carry off of of Dumbledore and, and Grindelwald, and I think I think it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm excited to check it out. Here's hoping I'm probably gonna end. I'm probably gonna hate watch this, and probably I'm not gonna like it just because I'm predisposed to not liking it, but. Uh, we'll see. I, I will see it, uh, and 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 we'll talk about it, of course, uh, when that comes in no- November. All right. And the last two trailers I have here are, of course, DC movies. They they Warner Brothers in general have the biggest presence. I mean, I think all those are Warner Brother. Um, they, they needed it too. No yeah. no Marvel, so DC definitely got to step in and try to kind of show their dicks, and, and yeah. it seems like they did. Um, you know, we talked earlier about Titans, and uh, I know the couple of trailers that you're about to talk about. Sounds like a relatively good uh, reception so far. Yep. So first I want to talk about Aquaman. That comes out uh, relatively soon, December. Uh, we got our first look at it with the trailer. Oscar season. Yeah. So yeah, the I mean, of course, a big thing that's been talked about with the DC is how dark it is and the tone of, of DC in general. And the, with both these trailers, uh, the, the tone is much different than what you see in in Justice League or Batman Superman. Uh, I think Aquaman carries over his his tone from Justice League, which is much more of a uh, much more of like a jokey uh, attitude, jokey slash cocky attitude, which I like. Um, some people have been comparison, com- comparing uh, like Thor to it, like Thor Ragnarok. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say he's the same type of, because Thor in the most recent movies has been kind of more dumb, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, Arthur Curry, who's Aquaman, he he definitely has more of a more of a smarts to him. He's he's cocky and he's he's confident and but he's also very he's pretty witty because he grew up on 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 Earth and around people and stuff. So he's not like all the, you know, he's not like proper like Thor is type thing. So kind of a mix there. Um, the of course it's it's all a lot of it takes place underwater, almost all of it, and so it's all CG. It's going to be a completely CG movie, which. DC does not have a good track record of, of CG oh, recently. Um, it doesn't look the. I think it looks. I mean, but for what it is, I think it the, from the trailer it looks fine uh, in terms of the CG. Uh, but you can never tell just from a trailer half the time anyway, unless it's Justice League and Cyborg, which look terrible. <laughs> um, the what they did show though was pretty cool in terms of, like the underwater stuff with like the sharks and all that stuff. Uh, I think the thing that looked really cool was Black Manta, who looks like he came directly from the comic book page mm. which you've ever seen him before he's like this big bug-eyed looking thing um i don't know how he's going to be incorporated into this but i think it looks pretty cool um he had big laser reams coming out of his eyes in the trailer nice <laughs> um he must have had lasik jesus Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm i'm intrigued by it i'm i'm a little more hopeful because it doesn't look as dark and gloomy and whatever as the other movies have so I, I hope that this is kind of a reset for DC with some of these these movies that are coming up, and I hope it kind of starts with Aquaman. I hope Aquaman kind of gets that same 
that same um, like Wonder Woman love that sure. happened. And I hope that, because, you know, they, they tried building it off their obvious properties like Batman and Superman, but that's not how Marvel did it. You know, Marvel did it off some of their lesser knowns like Iron Man and, mm-hmm. and their Thors. Um, I kind of hope that it's almost like a, it, it's just like a DC's building it off of now these properties that they can kind of really build a story into and then lead into another, another big franchise in the future, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that um, it's easier to do with these side characters. You try, if you try to take on Batman or Superman, you're taking on a lot of fandom mm-hmm. and a lot of history. If you can use Aquaman, who a lot of people aren't super familiar with, you can you can have a little bit more creative freedom to do what you want to do. Same as Thor, Iron Man, all these other guys. Um, so I think it, it – I'm not hopeful because I'm just not a big believer in DC right now. Mm-hmm. But um, it would be nice, and I, I, I do want it to be good. Um, but we shall see. Let me ask you this. Um, I know you mentioned comparisons to Thor. I've also heard comparisons a lot to Black Panther. Yes, that was another one I was going to bring up. Yep. It, it definitely it's, – it looks like it will probably be a, a mix between – like Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther, because there is the whole taking of the throne thing mm-hmm. in there because he, he is, he is from the land. Uh, you know, he's from, he grew up on the land and stuff. So, um, there's, and, and Atlantis does look a lot like, um, in terms of like the kingdom looking stuff, you know, like, like the, like Wakanda did in a way. So I saw a clip of this where, um, they put it side by side with the Black Panther trailer mm-hmm. and they fly, in the Black Panther trailer, they fly into the mountains that are holograms, mm-hmm. and they fly through it, and you can see Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing happens in Aquaman, but they go, the camera goes down through the water, and then you can see the kingdom mm-hmm. of uh, of Atlantis. So the side by side shot was like, oh yeah, maybe it is kind of just like Black Panther. <laughs> which I mean, if it's anything like Black Panther, even if it's like a poor man's Black Panther, then I'm there. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely intrigued by it though, and I'll I'll, I'll give it a fair shake. And then the last trailer uh, was my favorite. What? A fair shake. Isn't that what you do after you pee? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, last trailer, which is definitely my favorite of the Comic-Con weekend, was Shazam. Getting a lot of love. Yeah. So Shazam, of course, is, uh, starred, uh, stars Zachary Levi from Chuck. My name is Chuck. <laughs> and uh, the story, I mean, not many people know about Shazam and what it is. Uh, he was originally called Captain Marvel, and then he had, they had to change it because of the whole Marvel thing. But uh, Shazam is a hero that is a, like, 12-year-old kid who can say Shazam and turns into a big, strong superhero, kind of like like Superman. And Or the Blue Ranger from Power Rangers Turbo. Yeah, there you go. And uh, so this is definitely a... Uh, a comedy uh, more than anything else. This it's, it's an, an origin story because you haven't seen him yet at all in, in these movies. So uh, definitely a fresh character here. A uh, comedy uh, with Zachary Levi, you know, it's definitely going to be a comedy, but um, you know, the, the trailer shows him coming into and finding out about these powers. And, you know, he's Billy Batson is the name of, of Shazam. And he's, he's an orphan. It seems like, and he, is kind of bounced around from family to family, and he's he definitely is a type of kid that has to protect himself and others he cares about, um, stand up for for them and himself, and that's how he comes into these Shazam powers. And so the trailer kind of shows him learning some of these powers and learning, 
you know, what, what he, what he is now in terms of being a superhero and, and learning how to be a superhero. Some really funny jokes throughout, the, throughout these trailers or throughout, throughout this trailer. We get, we get some cool shots in there too. That it doesn't seem like it's going to give, it, the trailer doesn't give away a ton of the story in terms of who he's going against. I know there's, I think they're still shooting on it as well. So uh, you're not going to get a whole lot, but you get some cool shots like him ter- when, when he turns into, um, what are you giggling about? I just pulled up the cast and, um, Digimon Hosu is in this. Um, he's the guy who goes uh, when Star Lord first introduces himself in the first. Guardians, oh yeah, he's the guy that goes who? Yeah, what's his name? Digimon uh, Hosu. No, the character that he's. Oh, playing. his character's titled as Shazam, so I don't know what that is. But this 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 list also has um, Zachary Levi's credit as Captain Marvel, so I don't know what the hell that is. Um, there is. Uh... Is he maybe like a prior iteration? Maybe because that's maybe who he gives the powers to him because they do show that in the trailer of him of him getting actually getting the powers and stuff, okay. but that shouldn't be because they can't use Captain Marvel name the Captain Marvel name. So. Yeah, I thought not. And I don't know is, what, that, and, what that's about. And then now that I pulled up IMDb and the the names are different. Okay, so what's his name in IMDb? Um, the Wizard. So okay, so yeah, he is the guy that gives him the powers. I there there is a villain and I can't remember who what the name is because Doctor really, Thaddeus Savannah. Yeah, because the the villain and the overall villain is planned to be the Rock as as Black Adam. Really, the Black Adam. Black Adam as the Rock, of course. It's the Rock's <laughs> the he's the star. Um, but no, I'm excited. I I think it's gonna be really funny. The 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 effects too. Like like I said, the when he turns into Shazam, they show that at one point in the trailer where he's when he's Billy Batson, and he says Shazam, lightning hits him, smoke clears, and he walks out as as shazam got chills to think about that it's really it's really cool so i I think it'll be a cool movie it's it's going to be that's definitely going to be a nice reset that's going to be the first true comedy in the dc universe dc movie universe so i think it'll be good i'm excited for it i like the cast i like because the one of the the it kids is in it as like the he's like kind of a crippled kid that billy batson protects uh i think it's going to be i i hope it's going to be uh, you know, just a nice change of pace, a nice palate cleanser uh, for the for the DC universe. So, I like this. Um, I I've been seeing a lot of good things. I've seen just like small little gifts and stuff of Zachary Levi. I think this could be very fucking funny. He's playing a twelve year old in a man's body, mm-hmm. which has got to be fun. Um, April a- April of next year is when this comes out, and yeah. I, I am excited for this. I, I'm hearing good things. I we don't often get a very straight up comedy based around a superhero a lot mm-hmm. of people think thor is that or guardians i really don't um but uh shazam could definitely yeah. do that and zachary levi is, is absolutely perfectly cast i think from what i've seen i think the closest thing to that's probably ant-man mm-hmm. i think ant-man that's a lot of things like ant-man at least especially the first one as a comedy it's also a heist movie mm-hmm. you know so it's a lot of things but i think this will be a straight up comedy um that's based around a superhero so uh, it'll be it'll be really interesting. I, I think, especially like there's just a lot of really like kids are dominating a lot of movies recently. Yeah. Um, whether it be it or it, you know, like this. There's a couple of of more indie movies coming out. Bo Burnham's Eighth Grade, which is getting a lot of praise, has has some kids in it. One of the movies that I'm going to be reviewing here has, is starring a kid. So I think kids are uh, definitely taking you know taking a lot more in terms of box office and and you see these child actors who are really. Stranger Things really kind of did it, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's interesting, and I'm excited to to really get that get that vibe from it with the the comedy and the kids and stuff. So absolutely, uh, my favorite part of this movie will probably be when Beyonce's Foxy Cleopatra shows up and goes Shazam <laughs> and turns into some version of Shazam. That's that's going to be what I'm looking forward to. Jesus Christ. 
So that is, uh, those are the highlights from Comic-Con uh, as it relates to movie trailers. Uh, links to all of those down below. Watch them for yourself. Hit us up at Seth Oat at Soko Show Pod and at underscore Cody Michael. Let us at know what Raisin you Balls think. underscore four. At Raisin Balls underscore four as well. Uh, sorry to whoever actually has that handle. Uh, let us know what you think. What are you most excited for? For us, it's Shazam, but uh, maybe you have a different opinion. Maybe you think Aquaman is going to be uh, the next big, huge uh, Black Panther-sized box office uh, superhero movie. We shall see. Uh, let us know your thoughts, as always. So we turn from Comic-Con. We're going to close the show with a couple movie reviews. Uh, Seth, you've been watching some movies, and you're going to tell us what you thought. Do- well, one documentary, one movie. Um, well, the first first thing that I watched, a uh, documentary, the Robin Williams documentary, documentary on HBO, Come Inside My Mind, cool. is what it's called. Um well, I mean, it, as I mean, it, it's a documentary about Robin Williams. I mean, there's really not not much to explain about the movie. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's uh, it's 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 pretty great. <laughs> I mean, that's that's all I can say about it. I mean, it's Robin Williams was just an incredible incredible dude. Uh, he's for one, he's hysterical. Um, you, you would you know a lot of people have caught clips of his stand up and stuff, and it's very just like. It's very weird and wacky and out there, but when you really watch it and really understand it from what these people are talking about, it's really genius because a lot of that stuff is just like off the top of his head and the way he's able to be in a room and really command it and just slay people. It was, it was really cool to see that. And I saw a ton of footage I'd never seen before uh, in terms of his standup Uh, stuff from the comedy store, which we've been at before. Uh, and that's kind of where he got his, he got a big start, uh, in terms of stand up and everything. Like he just, he he was a genius. He really was a genius. And you really don't take that for a guy who is just so weird <laughs> like that. And guy who farted into a, a coffee can in the movie Jack, <laughs> which is one of my childhood memories. Um, he, farting into a can or watching Jack both, both. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, uh, it, it was really, it's just a really, really interesting, story to hear and then from go like knowing he was he was a, he was an only child parents parents weren't around and stuff and that's kind of kind of how he just had a crazy imagin- imagination and he created these these stories and he created characters and then he had to entertain himself and then he entertained other people and that's how that unraveled more and more and more and more over the years and really how he became the, the presence and persona he was it's super interesting um i'm i'm a big robert williams fan from when i was a kid uh, my mom loved him, and so I saw a ton of his movies, uh, and I've seen his, some of his stand-up before, and and uh, you know, knowing him now from what I just knew as on service level as a kid was was really cool to see. So uh, it does go into what happened towards the end of his life as well, and um, everyone knows that you know he committed suicide and everything like that. So it gets into that, and what, you know, kind of what what his last few months, years, days, all that stuff are like, and and what kind of led to that, but especially for someone that just seems so happy all the time. They do talk about, you know, it's called come inside my mind. You really do get to know more and more about him personally from people who knew him the best. So I would hundred percent recommend checking this out. He's, he's such an interesting dude. So definitely check out that documentary. I can second that. I watched about the second half of this with you and um, it, wow, it's powerful stuff, you know, and it's a lot of interviews from his friends and things like that. And what, what it's interesting and, and didn't, I never, I didn't realize until it was happening is you watch how funny and entertaining he's being. And because we know how his story ends, it's all very sad. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like you'll laugh at this, but it also is kind of a somber documentary to watch. Um, so there's a lot of man. It really just makes you feel mm-hmm. to watch this all the way through. At least the the half or so that I saw, it really just makes you feel. Um, some good things and some not so good things, but it really uh, it'll flip your emotional switch for sure. I, I would second uh, highly recommend check this out on HBO. Finally, the the uh, the movie that I went and saw, movie called Leave No Trace. Uh, don't know if many people have heard about this movie. I know you probably you didn't had it until I told you about it. I know. Uh, it's a movie that I had seen some kind of early Oscar buzz for. I also had seen that it's had 100% Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> with like 170 reviews. So uh, literally every critic who's seen it has liked it. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, well, I'll go check this out. It's playing at the local art house theater. And uh, I'm very glad I did. <laughs> so Leave No Trace is a, it stars Ben Foster. He's really the only, there's a couple of like character actors you might recognize, but he's the only like kind of star and he's really not a huge star. He's been in like Hell or, Hell or High Water. Uh, he's been in some other things, but he's not like a he's not a drawable name at this point. Really well regarded, mm-hmm. uh, very you know among in in the industry and yeah. in, in film scenes, really high regarded. But yeah, not had a ton of work and not super famous. Right, because like the um, other movie I went and saw that uh, first reformed that at Ethan Hawke, he's a drawable name. You mm-hmm. know, you know him. He's a household name. Ben Foster really isn't, but uh, you know he he you know he he is like you said he's a, he's a well regarded actor he gives great performances and then this new this newcomer uh she's a she's a woman she's a girl <laughs> she she plays the daughter in the movie she's not a girl <laughs> her name is uh she's from new zealand her name is thomason mckenzie it's a weird name um is that two people <laughs> tom thomason t h o m thomason maybe oh i i thought you said thomas and mckenzie no no it's thomason um or Thomason, you don't know. I do. It's Thomason. How do you know? Because that's a name. You're not a name. So start. So those those are that. That's really what the movie revolves around are, are those two. So Ben Foster plays her the father. His name's Will. Um, it's funny that I just realized that too because I, I was like, her name's Thomason, but the character's name's Tom in the movie. So I was like, I kept thinking her name was Tom the whole time. But anyway, uh, so these these two. Uh, they're, they're a homeless family. Essentially they live out in like a protected national park in Oregon. And they, I mean, they, they, they live like they're camping all the time, you know, like they, they, they don't eat, like, you know, you see a homeless person, they're just kind of begging and stuff. Uh, they, they don't do that. You know, they, they, they live like they, you know, actually live out there. You know, they, they want to, they want to be in this, in this park and, you know, scavenge for things and, and cook their food and all that stuff. So, uh, it's pretty clear from the beginning that Ben Foster's character, Will, he is pretty messed up. He was in the military. You see kind of some tattoos and stuff. Um, kind of, he, you know, he's kind of gone through some stuff and, uh, he's raised his daughter, Tom in, in the woods, uh, from what seems like a young age, you don't get into a ton of backstory in this movie, which I really like, but, Basically, and you you could read this in the plot, the circumstances unfold where they are forced into civilian life and they don't necessarily want to be there. That's the, I don't want to spoil too much about the movie because there's some really, there's not huge plot turns or twists or anything, but kind of seeing how the, the events unfold slowly are, is, is really the, the kind of the joy of watching this movie because you see really the struggle and kind of the driving driving force of the movie is Ben Foster's character who 
like I said, he wants to be out there. He wants to, he wants to live in the woods and the wild and he wants to be away from people. Uh, he, he does, he, he feels when people are around him and when he's controlled by things, uh, he, he, he feels powerless, you know, and he, he wants, he wants to be fully in control. And whereas his daughter has been raised in that situation, she's never experienced a whole lot of people. She's never experienced civilized life. She doesn't, she, she doesn't know these things, you know, she doesn't know what the world is out, out there really. And so there's that struggle of her being curious and wanting to know more and learn things and him wanting to continue to live that way and, and only be around what he can control, which is him and his daughter. And that, that's, that's the movie. I mean, that the, the struggle and their relationship and, and them having that bond with each other, but also them having that big separation that they keep going back and forth on that is, is just incredible. Um, the, so they both give amazing performances uh, in the movie, but really it's, it's the girl, Tom Thomas and Mackenzie. She, uh, she, she, I've never heard of her before. I don't really know what else she's been in, but she is absolutely amazing in this movie. Uh, she, there, there's like four or five scenes in this movie where she has to give a super emotional, uh, plea to her father or to someone else. And she, she breaks down and is crying in these scenes. And I told, I, I told you after I saw it, uh, it's like, where the hell does she draw this stuff from? Cause she's, she, you know, she's young. She hasn't gone through a whole, you know, a lot of stuff, but as far as I know, but she, whew, she, she is, she is outstanding. She is really, really good. Um, this movie is also directed and written by the person who did Winter's Bone, which is the Jennifer Lawrence movie that was, got a bunch of awards praise, uh, when that came out, I think 2010 is when it came out, something like that. So, you know, she's definitely, she definitely has some merit, uh, and she, she, the, the writer and director, I think her name's Deborah. Deborah Granick is her name. She she is she does a great job. I think this movie is incredibly well written. There's a it's very dialogue driven, so very very incredibly well written and directed. Uh, I there's not there's not a whole lot I can say else about this movie. Just uh, there's nothing nothing bad I can say about it. Honestly, um, I I I was worried at times that they were gonna kind of go, especially seeing it at like an art house movie or an independent movie. A lot of independent movies I've seen recently. Uh, one we went to recently, uh, take, take weird, weird <laughs> endings, uh, whether it be, I mean, first reformed even did that, the, the, you know, one of my favorite movies this year, um, you know, the, the, the ending went to a place I didn't expect and kind of was divisive. This movie doesn't have, a, this movie clearly has an ending and it doesn't try and make you think about it. It just, at least in terms of like, how did that end? It might make you think like, where does it go from there? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make you think like, well, what does that mean? You know what it means, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's that this movie in terms of the writing, directing, acting, all of it from start to finish is just, it's, it's a, it's an incredible movie. It's not an art piece, even though it's, you know, all of it's done extremely well. It's not a think piece. It's, it's just an incredibly well done movie. And, I mean, it's great. I, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I walked out of it. not I walked into it not knowing what to expect other than, you know, people really like it. But I walked out really, really enjoying this movie. Even halfway through, I'm like, okay, this this is great. <laughs> so uh, they they stuck the landing for it. The, I And again, I sat there and I was like, stick the landing. Please stick the landing. Mm-hmm. Please. Stick. And I didn't know. That's the thing, too, is you don't know exactly where the ending is going to go. Right. Because it seems like, where can this end? 
Um, but they did it. They did it in a way I was like, okay, that's awesome. So yeah, I loved it. hundred percent. I would, you're probably not gonna be able to see it anywhere um, in a theater. Uh, it, it, I'm sure it'll be on streaming soon. The actual release date was in January, but I think, I think they've, that was probably a limited release. They've been kind of rolling it out here and there, but I'm sure it'll be on streaming soon. Once it does, absolutely hundred percent watch this movie. Well, there you go. High praise for leave no trace. I uh, probably gonna have to try to find this one on VOD, uh, not a wide release, but yeah, if, if, if anybody else is agreeing with you out there, it's, I think we're going to be hearing about this one, uh, in a few months when we're talking about Oscar nominations. Uh, let me ask you this and I won't, I won't ask you for the exact ranking, but does this, is this pretty high near the top of your 2018 list so far? Oh yeah. There it is. Uh, and he's seen just about everything this year. Folks. <laughs> Seth is, he's doing the Lord's work and, uh, and getting to just about everything. So if it's near the top of his, it should be near the top of your list. So get out and see Leave No Trace, uh, and we will leave you with uh, that high recommendation from Seth uh, here on episode 54 of the SoCo Show. Don't forget to subscribe wherever it is you may be listening. Uh, it could be on SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, and, of course, on the YouTube A-track. channel. <laughs> A-Track. And, of course, at the YouTube channel. At Jared Buckendall where you can also find uh, episodes of The Ride Home. Most recently, we posted for American Animals, definitely one of my favorite movies of 2018 so far. So uh, make sure you check out That Ride Home. Uh, We mentioned it earlier, a retro uh, JB classic for Mission Impossible just went up. So make sure you check out Jared's video there. Jared also did trailer reactions to all of the Comic-Con trailers last weekend uh man he must have had a busy fucking weekend uh we'll uh we'll be sure to talk to him about that when we have him on the show but make sure you're checking out all of the trailer reactions all of the movie reviews uh once again out there on the youtubes at jared buckendall um one other thing before we finally finally wrap up this long ass <laughs> podcast uh just kind of a quick uh shout out or condolence uh for i don't not many people probably know who this is who listened to us anyway but Someone that we knew, John Schnepp, um, was a he's a he's a big YouTube guy on Collider, um, which is a channel that I, that both of us frequent. Um, he's pod, he was a podcast co-host, but he passed away recently after a stroke. Um, he's but he also was a cr- very creative dude as well. He did some documentaries. One of the most famous documentaries that he did was uh, the Death of Superman Lives, which is the story of of the movie Superman Lives, how that didn't come to be, which is the Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. um, one where he was going to star in. Uh, Kevin Smith w- had written it as well, written a script for it as well. But um, just, yeah, just a super good dude. I, I spent almost all day yesterday listening to podcasts about him. I knew about him from Movie Talk, which is a podcast I listen to where I get a lot of the movie news for here. And uh, he, he was on that for about six months of what I was listening to. But just a super good dude uh, from what it seems like. Everyone says that he's the same way on the on the show that he is outside. So I can imagine how cool he was to be around, but um, tons of people shouted him out. Uh, Henry, Cav- Henry Cavill and uh, which is Superman, Aaron Paul, Kevin Smith. Like I mentioned, he even had a part of his hall H panel at comic-con, which is huge uh, for, for John Schnepp. So uh, just a quick shout out to that. And, and uh, you know, it'll, it'll be sad not hearing him, you know, hearing him around, you, you watch him on Schmodown uh, as well, which is a big thing we, we enjoy, but uh, funny dude seemed like a great dude. So, uh, just a quick rest in peace to the to the big sweaty John <laughs> Schnepp, the king of the sweaties. Yeah, uh, you you listen to him a lot more than I do, but I I know enough to know that he truly one of the good guys of Hollywood. A lot of friends. Uh, you won't have to go far to find 
um, some John Schnepp tributes and things of that nature. But we're going to link to some of it uh, down below. So in case you weren't familiar, uh, you can get to know uh, again one of one of the really good guys and one of the one of the knowledgeable and and, and creative guys um, in Hollywood who has recently passed away. Um, in addition to that link, uh, links to all of, uh, well, most of what we've talked about today on the show. Also, audibletrial.com slash SoCo, 30 days in your first book for free. And also a link to the Etsy store for Steph Mathis. Um, go check out her graphic design work and uh, buy some stuff from her. Paid. Uh, that, of course, yes, is paid and not free. So, uh, once again, this has been episode 54 of the show. Make sure you come back next week. We are going to have uh, the king of the YouTubes himself at Jared Buckendall. As a guest on the show, we're going to talk probably a little bit of Mission Impossible, uh, a little bit of 2018 so far. And uh, I know we got a, a couple of uh, fun surprises up our sleeve for Jared as well. So, come on back next week. Um, for the final time, this has been Raisin Balls. Joined by Seth Ott, and we will see you next week. Sayonara, raisin balls. (laughs) 